Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Geeks of the Machine, Supernatural Edition. And today we're going to be talking about the show Supernatural, not like some witches and warlocks, but you never know with Supernatural. And I'm your host, Jasmine, and today we have Adelaide. Hello, Adelaide. Hey, Jasmine. So let's jump right into Supernatural. Let's go back. What was your first time watching Supernatural and how did it make you feel? Oh, God. How old was I way back when? This was, what, 2005? <laughs> I was 15, man. I was 15 <laughs> and I just started watching this and I think I thought it was like the coolest shit ever because that's right up my alley. <laughs> well, I was much older. I started watching this about three years ago <laughs> and I caught it in reruns. Simply because it would come on before I had to go to class or work. So yeah, that was a fun time. Um, I ended up skipping my first class, so. Oh, well. That bodes well for the show, then. (laughs) (laughs) But when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, this is a really good show. It was very intriguing, blah, 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 blah. So what were your first thoughts? Uh, I really liked it. Um, God, that was... It was 13 years ago. You're putting too much pressure on me to remember that. Um, I enjoyed it. I remember liking it a lot. I also remember um, like conflicting with a friend of mine because she thought Dean was hot, and I disagreed with her immensely. Oh, well, we can go to that now since you happen to mention it. So I'm going to out Michelle right now. But she is very much on your side with the whole Sam. And I am very much like, yeah, Sam looks weird and i'm i'm very much team d i gotta say watching it now sam looks really young he does (laughs) uh so let's start at the beginning with the pilot and in a pilot episode i remember watching this episode as an only child okay and that's the only lens that i have but if i came home and was assaulted in my home I don't think we would be like ha 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 brotherly love afterwards no I, I agree and again I'm also an only child so you know having, having two only children without the lens of sibling what's the word here Some familial love going on that, that might be a bad thing but I just I don't think I'd be like oh yeah I'm gonna come help you rescue dad after you did that to my house no <laughs> And let's talk about the girlfriend who has, like, a major brawl in her living room and doesn't wake up. Yeah, she's... <laughs> I can only assume she's got earplugs in and then took some some sort of sleep aid to knock her out for that long. Even then, <laughs> they, they don't keep you that out. Like, because my cat running for a little, a little too loudly throws my sleep cycle off. So... I mean, my alarm is my cat throwing up in the morning, so, <laughs> and that'll get you out of bed faster than coffee will. <laughs> um, but in the pilot, we see Sam and Dean go off to look at their look for their father for a hunting trip. And as you first watch, you're like, "Hunting? What are they hunting?" Blah blah blah. The normal question. I appreciated the way they did the setup of this pilot. And I will say that this is for, what, 18, 13 years ago? This was well done. This is good writing, and I appreciated it. It aged well. What do you think, Adelaide? 
I agree. I really like the way it's set up, and I like how how secretive they are while at the same they have this coded language that works really 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 well to say oh yeah he's on a hunting trip and he didn't come back and that makes it sound like yeah he went hiking and fell off a cliff like a dumbass and now instead it's like when the coded language is some werewolf probably ate him and that's a bad thing please come help me find this werewolf (laughs) um season one had a lot like we learned a lot but let's go first into Sam, since you said that you liked Sam. How did you feel when you first were introduced to him and through the out this season? Um, I know that, especially way back when, when I first watched it, I really related to Sam and I really liked Sam because he was the one that was like, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to do well in school. And get away from this so i kind of i wanted him to succeed in that but at the same time you know there's cool supernatural stuff happening and we want to see that too see and it's funny because i related more to dean who was like my family is my priority and sam's desire to escape that was ultimately a betrayal of family so i think i think that's interesting that that's what you got from sam and i got like dean was like family's first family's above everything That'll make for an epic com- combination of opinions then later. <laughs> um, and how did you feel about Dean? Since I just basically gave you my opinion of Dean. And basically, I said Sam betrayed his family, so. <laughs> um, I admire Dean's loyalty. I don't, especially in the early seasons, I don't dislike Dean. In fact, like, I know season one, um, it's dramatic, but neither of them is like a massive drama queen. And I know that later it really does happen. Neither um, of them is a massive drama queen, really. Well, I mean, they are, but <laughs> I've seen all 13 seasons, especially <laughs> season 13. So I know one of them tends to really go into it a lot. <clears throat> Dean. And um, eh, Sam was basically a drama queen quite a while. Yeah, I know. This is going to be it. fun. <laughs> <laughs> we have our lenses now. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think um, like I definitely admire Dean's loyalty, and I admire the way the show sets it up, and especially in season one where it has stuff like Sam's acting as the lens for the audience. He's the one. Yes, he's been exposed to this before, but he's not. He's rusty, and he's getting back into it. Meanwhile, Dean has to explain everything to him. So you know, he's it's the "you're a wizard, Harry" moment where we see it through Sam's eyes as he's going through it but we're not as wholly unprepared as, say, some random off the street. Mm-hmm. And this actually, I was watching Superstition. Have you seen that show? I have not, but I'm already interested in it just by the um, end it. It's basically a supernatural with a, a New Orleans twist. Oh, sweet. It's probably not getting renewed, but <laughs> it was an interesting, it was an interesting show because it reminded me of Supernatural. Um, so... Let's talk about John Winchester, the father who is questionable. So basically, as we go through the season, we find out that the father has a very different relationship with both of his children. I'm assuming that's normal for people with more than, like, one kid. Again, like... People with siblings, please comment and right, <laughs> tell like, us let whether us know. that is accurate or not. Like, <laughs> but it, he seems to get along more with Dean. 
and ultimately Dean becomes the favorite and it seems to build a resentment in Sam because he wants to do his own thing and fly away and be like the college guy and my father looked down on me because I didn't want to hunt whatever blah blah like cry me a river (sighs) how did you feel about the whole um, John Winchester dynamic with the two boys um I know that he obviously loves Sam especially when we see him show up in the Mm -hmm. season and how he reacts to Sam um but I also feel like he he sets up Sam for situations that even Dean would have failed at, and then he like blames him for it. Um, like an example is um, they find him and they rescue him, and he's possessed by as I can't say the guy's name Azazel, and mm-hmm. um, he tells him to shoot him, and Dean wouldn't have done it either. There's no way Dean would have shot him, and um, he blames oh Sam God. for it, and like naturally Sam wouldn't have done it, and. Dean, there's no way Dean would have done that. And I feel like, you know, had that been Dean, he wouldn't have been as angry with him. Well, Sam actually did shoot him, didn't he? Well, yeah, he shot him in the knee, but he still blames him saying, you know, he d- you didn't kill him. If you had killed him, then none of this would be happening. Eh. So, like I said, it's this whole, like, it is so funny to skew. Like, I think this is the first time we've actively disagreed about a character dynamic. but I think that Dean on the other hand is harder and he's harder look it's so funny I think he's harder on Dean because he's stuck around and it was it's so funny because it's something that Veronica Mars said in her show if you've never watched it she's like um you love the one who stays and you blame the one who leaves and that's basically what he did except he doesn't do it directly and if anything, he is more like favoring of Sam emotionally, but he's more a physically favoring of Dean. If you get what I mean. Yeah, I agree with that, and I especially think that um, I don't know, John's not great with the loving father figure stuff in general. Mm-hmm. So like he um his way of showing love to Dean is expecting him to succeed in hunting. Mm-hmm. Which is not, and since that's how he was expects, that's how he expresses love to Dean, Sam doesn't want to do that, and Sam isn't as good at it, then he feels like, Sam then feels like a failure as a result. And that he didn't earn daddy's love. Eh. Again, if you are, like, if you are siblings, and you have siblings, and you have issues, because of your parents' affection. Let us know about this whole sibling dynamic. <laughs> Two early um, children discussing sibling sibling relationships. This this yay. This will work well. <laughs> <laughs> so then as you mentioned, we have Azazel, the yellow eyed demon. And his he is the overarching villain of the season. We don't know why he's a villain. We find out slowly and progressively. Um, But as an overarching villain, did you like him? Yes. Um, Early in the seasons, Supernatural's really, really good with their villains. Mm -hmm. And Azazel's one of those that has the... It has just... He has just the right amount of power 
that you know he's a threat, but you also know that he can be defeated. And that's, to me, that's the perfect villain. You need to fear it, but you need to have hope that you can defeat him. And Azazel has that exactly. He also has hinted, like, histories with the characters that it really brings it around and really shows that they planned this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, that's also something. Thank you for reminding me. This um series was only supposed to go on five seasons. And they outlined everything for the season one through five. Like, every detail they had it mapped out. And it's so interesting to me that as you go through season six through whatever season they end at, I don't think any of those seasons felt like they didn't know what was going to happen, if you get what I mean. I agree. Um, I don't want to get into spoiler territory, but there's definitely a moment later with um, their mother, Mary Winchester. And I, going back and watching this season, especially the, uh, the stuff with Azazel, uh, shows that you know there's a small moment in there and that at first I thought the the twist later in the end was something later with Mary was something that they didn't originally plan out but there was the room there was room for it there and I didn't know that and I was like to I was nice to it was nice to go back and see it Words. I agree I it was it was so many details that once you went back to the first season you appreciate it more and you realize how much planning they actually put into this series. And it, like I said, I can't say enough how well this series ages. Because this does not, the first season, some of the photography is questionable, and they look young, but it does not, it doesn't feel like it was 13 years ago. What do you think, Adelaide? I agree. I think it ages super well. Um, I did comment earlier that Sam looked really young, and then going back and watching it again, um, I've rewatched it a couple times because um, when my boyfriend and I were first starting out, we watched it together on Netflix, and um, I said it then, and I'll say it, and I said it again today or a couple days ago. Um, Sam looks really young. Dean doesn't <laughs> look as young, but damn, Sam looks like a little kid. Well, he was just fresh off of Gilmore Girls. He was. He's very young there. Uh, but let's discuss Murray Winchester and Jessica's dramatic deaths. I appreciated the parallel. Simply because this was yet a reason to push Sam. Because Sam was like, yeah, I did this. I helped you look your dad. I'm out. We're done. Bye. And then Jessica dies and he's like, I'm all in. And I appreciated it, but at the same time, it was like your father wasn't enough to bring you out, but your dead girlfriend was? Okay. I, again, it, it like, Sam is questionable to me in a lot of ways, and he bothers me in a lot of ways. He is like, what is it, the prodigal son? Yeah, I think so. And that's exactly like that's what I think of when I think of Sam. But how, what did you think of? Um, I'm gonna get on the the feminist rant here. Of why do the girls have to die to to motivate the men? Why is that a thing we have? Can can it be something else? I like I do appreciate the connection. Well, technically, the, the father missing was the thing that motivated Dean. So technically, Dean is a better character. (laughs) 
yes, but his father was motivated by their death of their mother. Well. Um, so, like, I'm tired of that connection happening. I'm tired of that in general. And Supernatural, as good as the show is and as well-written as it is, it is very guilty of this. And so that annoys the hell out of me. But the... Um, one of the reasons I appreciate that connection between uh, Sam's mother and uh, Jessica is that the it shows that Sam is somehow at the root of that, and it always ha- it happens in Sam's room both times. It's when Sam is a baby and Mary came in to try to rescue him, and she immediately died. And both times it's her above. It's the it's Jessica or Mary Winchester above Sam and Sam has to see them die. And of course, Sam's too young to remember this the first time, but both times it has been over Sam. I think it's interesting. Like we meet a lot of characters along the way and we're going to discuss them, but I do think it's interesting that we find out along the way about Sam's abilities and that brings us to what's happening in the following season, everything that happened, blah, blah, blah. Like, when you first found out Sam had telekinesis and visions of the future and, like, whatever else he did, what were your thoughts? Because I was like, okay, all right, cool, he's telekinetic, he's a chosen one. Like, oh, yet again, you're special. And poor Dean. Like, I, I feel so bad for Dean. Like, because <laughs> like, like, Sam is literally, like, everything is handed to him. And then Dean is just like, okay, I'll hold back the tide. But what were your thoughts, Adelaide? That flips later, too. So, thank <laughs> it. Don't worry. They they have their moments with the Drama King crowns. Um, I, I don't I mean, I figured that Sam's powers were, I figured that they were worrying in some way. So I kind of agreed with Dean that, you know, we should not, we should be worried about these. We should be concerned about these. This is something that you need to not be, like, I can't remember which season it is that he says not to train them in, but he's, uh, I think uh, he's probably right. No spoilers, right Adelaide. This, especially like in the their first one I let you work, slip. You know? Which one? But. No spoilers. We're not spoiling anything. No, no. I just mean in general, you know, these in their field of work, these powers, you know, don't don't mess with these. When you have powers and you deal with literally anything that is not human trying to kill you, then you should probably be concerned when you start showing powers that are not typical human things. Um, so one of the characters we meet along the way is Bobby. (laughs) And I love Bobby. He is top five, probably top three of my supernatural characters. Bobby Singer, who is basically a close family friend and a surrogate father. Like, he gives for fatherly love. He's like the fun uncle, if we're really being honest. Who gives the love and then he throws you back to your parents. Um, I like Bobby. He's a hunter. He understands their life. And they also get to grow up with him. And you can feel 
in the acting and the portrayal, the deep connections that they have with him. What did, what did you think of Bobby Adelaide? I loved Bobby. So I agree with you 100% on that. Um, Bobby's one of my favorite characters. I love how he has so much knowledge about everything, about this world. He's the... It's going to be weird to compare him to it, but he's like the Dumbledore character here where he has the practical knowledge of how to deal with the thing, but he also has the intellectual knowledge that he can pass on to them. And he can give them what they need at the time without being like this bookworm that can never actually get out into the field. Mm-hmm. So the show has a villain of the week um, set up. Did you enjoy that? Or were you like, uh, yet another villain of the week. Um, it's not terrible. And Supernatural pulls it off in some ways that other episodes can't, that other series can't really handle. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since they make, especially majorly so in the first five seasons because everything's connected. And so you can see how even the filler episodes bring you closer to this goal. Mm-hmm. So it, it works um, and I think only around the later seasons is when it starts to get a little tiring. So I agree with that. Like, I really like the villain of the week setup because every episode gives you exactly what you need. And, I, and like you said, it plays into the fact that they planned everything out for the first five seasons. And after that, it was just like, okay, um, I didn't expect this show to get this far. So we're winging it now. uh so let's talk about bloody murray this episode is basically about the ghost and the origin did you enjoy this episode i did i actually one of the one of my favorite things about supernatural is them pulling in not only the typical vampires werewolves Mm -hmm. yeah it's urban legends they don't only just pull in supernatural things you know the stereotypical vampires werewolves witches blah 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 they they grab urban legends and give them you know they give them teeth and i gotta say mirror stuff freaks me out bloody mary i never did because if the idea of something in the mirror scares the heck out of me and i don't want to I, i I never messed with that. I'm never doing that. So Bloody Mary was one of those episodes where I was like holding my stuffed unicorn the entire time. Like, no, please. No, I don't, I don't want to see this stuff. Exactly. And I I couldn't agree with you more. I was so over Bloody Mary. And I I was like, did I really need to put this on the list? But, (laughs) but it was, it was a really well done episode and you got to, history lesson and I think that's the thing I really appreciate it you get a history of these characters even if it's not the 100% true history you get everything and you feel for the character because I definitely felt for the girl in the mirror did you oh yeah I actually one of the best things about Supernatural is the way that it weaves the origin story into the either the location or into the character slash villain slash monster, whatever you want to call it. And there are very few shows or even books that pull that off that well. And they do a great job at humanizing characters. And that's one thing I definitely appreciate. Because not every show does it well. So bravo to the writers. You are amazing. So let's jump on to the cult, which is this 
this MacGuffin, I guess we could call it. Did you like the idea of the cult? Yes, kind of. I have a problem with the the be all end all weapons that you know the big super powered Excalibur or the or the cult in this case that can kill anything and everything it touches. Or I have a slight issue with those. So I one of the things I appreciate about the cult is that it only has a certain amount of bullets, and you have to mm -hmm. be careful with how often you use those bullets. So I appreciate that little handicap on the thing itself to to you know it limits it. And that's very good to have when you have that sort of weapon. Exactly. And I also appreciated that they understood the magnitude of this weapon. Because it's like, okay, it can kill anything supernatural. But you don't want to use it for everything. Like, even they're like, we can't make any more bullets. And blah, blah, blah. Ugh, ugh. It was so great. It was so greatly done. <sighs> I can't say enough good things about this show. So then we meet Meg, who is basically a demon of Azazel, and she's trying to kill them. Were you excited about Meg? Because as a character, even as a villain, Meg still is probably one of my top three villains for Supernatural. I really like Meg, actually. She's one of my favorites. Um, just because she she also has the power and the teeth to back up her claims. And she carries it well for being, you know, such a skinny little blonde girl. And she does it very, very well. Even, like, she knows when she has the upper hand. And she knows when she's beaten. And it just, it doesn't stop her anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting that Meg is actively like, yeah, you know, I got your father. I got this. I got all of this. No worries, though. I'm amazing. Come give me what I want. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about uh, um, when it comes to Meg? Um, I like how... I, I don't think... I can't remember if this was in one of the specific episodes that we were going to cover, so if I'm jumping ahead, I apologize. But I liked how her exorcism really shows that, no, that human is still in there. She's not a demon in physical form. She's a demon in a human. And mm -hmm. they have been, you know, beating the crap Torturing, out of Torturing, yeah, a human. Yeah, and I really been... appreciate how she was like, yeah, so I'm going to go back to sleep, enjoy your time with her. <laughs> yeah and that was like really showing that and i like how especially bobby i think this is when bobby became one of my favorite characters too that he said that's a demon in a human can't you tell um so yeah i agree it was so interesting like bobby definitely does humanize the show but let's move along to the episode faith which is basically about a faith healer and the guy healing the people quote unquote ultimately has control over a reaper and exchanges one life for another he basically has a reaper on a chain I could not believe the level of detail that this episode had 
Like, cause, because when you think of Grim Reapers, you just think of people who are, are just sitting idly by, passively, not doing anything, except, like, hey, it's basically an Uber. They're looking around for the people who are about to die. Like, hey, oh, it's you. Get in. That, basically, that's what death has been portrayed as. And this basically made death an angry dog and put it on a leash. And death is not happy to be on the leash. And once that dog is unleashed, you see the anger and wrath ahead. What what did you think about this episode, Adelaide? Adelaide? I'm sorry, you cut out near the end if you cued me in. <laughs> what did, yeah, what did you think about this episode? Um, I really like the episode. I also want to start with... Um... I now want every modern interpretation of death of the Grim Reaper. I want it to be an Uber driver because that is now <laughs> canon in my head. That's how it is. He's got this long black. He's got this nice black car, and he's it just says death on the on the back, and he just drives up to hospitals. He's like, all right, everybody get in. Uh, that's but- that's my new canon. That's what happens now. Did you enjoy um, the episode? Yes. I'm sad it's not an Uber driver, but yes. <laughs> um, I really liked the episode. I really liked how um, it's not... It's a Reaper. They keep saying a Reaper instead of the Reaper. So that implies that there's way more than one. And that's a little terrifying, but it makes sense. And I liked... Maybe not liked is the word, but I kind of appreciate how critical they are of faith healers in this episode and how yes it's working but you know you're you're still being like you're still escaping death when you shouldn't and thus somebody else has to pay the price for you and can you live with that and that's a question that's been asked you know several times throughout media and and Mm -hmm. you know that's still one that's a question that should be asked can can you deal with that because i don't think i could and I, ultimately, that's the question that gets asked throughout the series. What are you willing to give up for what you have? So I also appreciated that it was asked here blatantly, and then it it gets asked repeatedly. Did you catch that? Oh, yeah. this The series itself has been about... I mean, what are you willing to give up to get what you have? Yeah, can you will you give this up for somebody else or does somebody else have to give it up for you? What's the price that you're okay with paying? Mm-hmm. Um, and let's talk about the 22 episodes. I did not realize how long this, this uh, season was. <laughs> um, when you were watching, did these episodes feel as long as they were? Um, some of them definitely did. It, you know, Supernatural, especially when you binge it, it it gets heavy after a while. So it does feel like you can feel the weight of it after 22 episodes. But at the same time, you know, it's still an entertaining watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. It was so heavy. Like, and I have to apologize to LA because I did not realize that this was so... For some reason, I thought it was the same amount of, of episodes as Doctor Who. Like... And then as I was doing the outlines and looking at it, I was like, geez. Um, and in the last episode, we talked about the them finding their father and Azazel basically torturing them 
and John ultimately gets control. Sam kills Azazel, or at least tries to. He shoots Azazel, Azazel flees, and then they end up in the hospital because, boom, next thing happens. Did you like the ending? No, I did not like the ending. I did not like the did not like the car crash that just ends there with them in a ditch. That was that was cruel and unusual. And for writers that are that good, how dare you cliffhanger us like that? I appreciate a good cliffhanger. I do. And like I said, I watched this when it was already out, so I just went to the next season. <laughs> I didn't have that luxury. I had to wait the summer. <laughs> so I was excited. I was like, oh wow, this is a good cliffhanger. Next episode. <laughs> Um, so if you do, if you have a court at Supernatural, definitely watch it the way I did. <laughs> they do this a lot. So yeah, watch it. Watch it on Netflix. Don't watch it. Well, I mean, watch it as it's airing too, but you know, be prepared for pain. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I didn't catch up until season 13 and it annoyed me that I had to wait. <sighs> but anyway, um, how did you feel about the father and his response to Azazel and everything. Because personally, I was really excited. Like the father was like, yeah, I'm definitely ready to kill. Like I, I was kidnapped. I was rust. I wasn't rusty. I was kidnapped, but you kidnapped me. Let's go. (laughs) What about you? I agree. I appreciate that. You know, John's ready to just immediately get back out there. He's like, nah, I got this. This is fine. And, it's not like Sam who's been out for how many years it's, you know, John's been out for 22 episodes. So like a month he's been out for a while. Yes. But he's not, he was on a hunt at the time. So he probably, he just needs, you know, some alcohol. He's fine after that. I mean, it's John, not Bobby, but I assume they share that, that trait. (laughs) Um, and the executive producer of the series was basically saying that he wanted this show to feel like a modern American Western. Do you think that he achieved that? Yes. I think that shows both in writing and in the little details like the cult. I agree. And I think it's so interesting. Like, cause Western suck in general. I'm not a big Western fan. Um, Historically, Westerns aren't accurate and a lot of things bother me about westerns but i appreciate what he was going for and it's so interesting that as they're talking because uh, i watched an interview a while ago and i just want to mention this they were talking about they included well-known westerns but they wanted to do their own spin on it they wanted to make sure they had several elements of different stories and like um, there's even a quote where he said, you can't just hold up a cross and expect a vampire to cower. That's not real. Everything that people know classically about vampires is wrong. So that just gave us an opportunity to plant our own flag and create our own creatures. I appreciate that. Because he does that with every single every single um, creature that they have in this series. Did you notice that? Did you feel that, Adelaide? I do. And like, I really appreciate that as well. It shows that like they can take something as classical as a vampire and still hold true to the, like they still, it still connects to the original themes that are out there and the original intent of that monster. 
while still making it their own. And ultimately, that's what you want. As any writer, that's what you want to have happen. You want your monster to be unique while still being a recognizable thing that will draw other people to it. And that's, that is how you achieve it. Hmm. Um, anything else that you want to talk about about this season or this um, specific characterization of vampires or whatever else we talked about this season? Nope, I think we covered everything for this one. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Geeks of the Machine. I was your host, Jasmine. And we had Adelaide. Bye, Say guys. goodbye, Adelaide. Bye, guys. Uh, you can visit us at overpowerentertainment.com. You can visit, um, tweet me at OP Jasmine. You can tweet Adelaide at OP, OP Addy. Addy. Yeah, OP Addy. Yeah. You can tweet the show at Real OP Tweets. And feel free to leave us comments, like, subscribe, do all of those fun things that you can do on different platforms. Let us know that you're out there and let us know you're listening. So thanks, guys. And if you want us to talk about anything else that we may miss in this series, let us know and we might go back and do another episode. So feel free. Talk to us. Anyway, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.